Week 11 Free NFL Bets. My name is Eric. Yes, I'm bringing it to you live on YouTube again. I've missed you guys. I figured out how to, uh, you know, fix it all up and put it on YouTube. And I'm back. And yes, I'm in the closet this week. I'm in the closet filming and recording. Hopefully the sound quality is better. And also I need to make sure uh, my little baby sleeps well. So I'm in here tonight keeping it nice and quiet for him. And while I'm helping giving you guys the nice free NFL best this week, I've already started the week off hot. Uh, with my 1.5 unit win on Thursday night football with the under 47 total points for the game. The game landed 25-0. It was a no-sweat winner. Follow me at Twitter, uh, on Twitter at FreeNFLBets with an S at the end, FreeNFLBets. That's where I place all of my bets as soon as I bet them. So, guys, I have a new strategy going forward. I've done some research on all of my bets this year and also all of my just straight-up picks, okay? So I'm 68% with my picks all year. It's like 101 and 47. That's that's my overall record for 2021. So that's a 68% winning percentage, picking the winner straight up. And that's actually where what I'm at around that average um, for the last four years is around 68% picking the winner straight up. Now, what I've realized is this, is that of those winners, I'm 78 and 20 against the spread. So all the winners that I've chosen have covered the spread at essentially 80% of the time. So that's really important. And so I don't know if everybody knows that or not. So I did uh, some research online and I found out that since, uh, I think 2005, since 2005, I, or no, 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 1985, that's when the guy's uh, data, all, since he's been tracking it, around 82 to 85% of all winners, uh, straight up winners, cover the spread in the NFL. So essentially, that's what I'm trying to do now, is that I'm going to try to just, you know, pick the winners for every game. And then the ones that I feel really strongly about covering the spread, I'm just going to lay, lay it on the spread, minus 110, and just go from there. So no more no more uh, crazy parlays. I mean, I'll still do the ones I feel really confident in, ones that make sense. I'll still add those in. But, um, yeah, that's my new strategy going forward, guys, and I feel really great about it. I've you know looked at my own numbers, looked at my results, looked at my past track record, and I feel really confident moving forward with this strategy. And just to dig deeper on that, and then I'll get into my free picks for week 11, guys. Uh, you know, thanks again for listening. Uh, the spreads that were three and a half, and this is this year so far, the spreads that were three and a half or lower, so three and a half and under, I am 41 and 28 on the year at 59%. Okay, that's against the spread. And that's great. I mean, I mean, guys, if you're doing over 55% uh, picking games against the spread, you're going to be winning some money. You do anything 57% or more, you're going to be winning a lot of money. So 41 and 28 with spreads that are three and a half and under. So, and then I went even more. Then I looked and I was, and I was just, you know, open and honest with myself. What about the games that I felt really great about winning? I looked at all those spreads. And I'm 58 and 35. It's 62%. So, I mean, 
That's really good. That's really good. I mean, it's great. So this is my first week of doing the new strategy, and I feel great about it, guys. I mean, it's a lot of volume, so, um, you know, I'll have to fine-tune my skills of, you know, the 1.5 unit, the 2-unit bets where I feel really great about the spread picks that I'm, pl- that I'm playing. But, you know, for now on, I mean, I just like this. I like spreading it out, putting my money across almost all the games, and you know, rolling with it from there. So without further ado, let's get into the week 11 free NFL bets. Um, I'll save the player props for last. I have four player props so far that I absolutely love. One, I just, I can't believe they even put the line out at that uh, number. Okay, so let's get into it. Let's start with my one parlay of the week. This is my can't-lose parlay. It's a two-unit play. Two units is usually my strongest. Um, sometimes I go to three units. Two units is my strongest, most more, more likely than not. The play is Tampa Bay money line, Cleveland money line, and the Carolina-Washington total under 52.5 points. So... I mean, guys, I've done, <laughs> I follow this guy on Twitter. It's, uh, I think it's John Hislop, Slop Rules or something, like at Slop Rules. Really funny, sarcastic uh, Twitter guy. Um, he basically says, you know, I've done a thousand mental simulations on this uh, bet, and all of them come out clean. Like, this one's going to win. <laughs> and it's just, it's really funny. But, I mean, I've done a thousand mental simulations on this, guys. This one's not going to lose. You know, I'm going to release it as two units, but I put three units on this play. And, I mean, if this is your first time listening, guys, I, man, I'm telling you, I've been burned on a couple of these this year, but I feel great about this one. So, uh, from, well, what's his face name on Wager Talk? Uh, Ralph Michaels on bet on it, right? He shares his uh, trends and analysis, like really great data from, again, like the late 1980s all the way to the present day. Double-digit favorites cover the spread at 66% of the time when they lost the week before. Both Tampa Bay and Cleveland lost last week. This week, they're both double-digit favorites. And they cover the spread at 66% of the time. Might even be 69%. I think it's 66. Anyways, I just need them to win, guys. That's it. They're going to win. They're playing Detroit, and they're playing the Giants. Tampa's playing the Giants, and Cleveland's playing Detroit. I'm not worried about Cleveland. They have Nick Chubb back. They're at home. Detroit has the Thanksgiving game. Look ahead on Thursday. They're not going to be all in on this game, guys. Okay, Cleveland is all in on this game. They're 5-5. Five and five. They're a little bit disappointing uh, in their record. They need to get it going if they want to make the playoffs. And they, and they really, they're a team that believes that they, they're going to make the playoffs. I mean, before the, the season started, that's their expectation. Their defense is playing really well. Their offense is played up and down. So now they're at home in a huge moment against a really bad team. I love them to win by 20. I love it. I love them win by 20, control the game completely. And uh, maybe I don't, maybe I'm not sure on this, but I don't think Jared Goff's playing this week. He might be playing. 
I'm not sure. I think Boyle, the backup quarterback, might be playing. It doesn't matter. We might just want Goff to play, guys. He's not going to beat the, the Browns. Okay, the Browns are going to win this game. They're in a super competitive division. They have to win this game. If they don't win this game, it's a shocker. Okay, so I love that. The next is Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, you almost want New Orleans to win. If New Orleans wins, they have six wins. It, that means if Tampa Bay loses on Monday night, guess who is first place in the NFC South, friends? The New Orleans Saints. Isn't that crazy? Think about that for a second. And that's why this isn't happening. <laughs> okay, Tampa Bay is not losing to the Giants at home after two straight losses and a bye week. They haven't won in a month. Okay, guys, Tampa Bay is going to win this game. Uh, I don't care who's playing at wide receiver for Tampa Bay. I don't, I don't care how many cornerbacks are hurt. This is a moment where they will win. And if you know anything about um, bet teams coming off the bye weeks, uh, it's not it's not a profitable situation. It's not a profitable spot. Teams that come out of the bye week, they're sluggish out the gate. So maybe if you just want to even play it safe and play Tampa Bay first half uh, against the spread, that would probably be a really good bet. I bet that's at like minus six. Um, that would be a nice one. But with that said, I just need Tampa Bay to win. All right, so those two guys, those two are locks locks all right i mean you don't even have to think about those cleveland to win tampa bay to win they both lost last week they're in pretty much need to win mode right now playing inferior opponents they're gonna win let's move to carolina washington under 52 and a half carolina washington guys carolina's defense is healthy i don't think they've lost since they got Shaq thompson back I don't think they've lost. Um, I don't think they've lost this year when Shaq Thompson has played, now that I think about it. I think he got hurt in the Dallas game. But, so that's the loss. But anyways, Carolina defense. Shaq Thompson, vocal leader, middle linebacker. um, Arguably the best player on that defense. He's been balling, straight up balling, okay? They have a great pass rush. Their run defense is spotty. So that is a little bit of a concern. I will admit that. But they play aggressive, and I like them to stack the box because they have great uh, cover corners right now. You know, Stephon Gilmore's playing. He's healthy. Uh, Dante Jackson, he's been playing well. And who knows? I don't know. J.C. Horn might even be playing nowadays. I don't, I don't even know. I have no idea. He, I mean, I would, I, would th- I would think he's healthy by now. I'm not sure. But it doesn't matter, okay? They got Jeremy Chen. They got Derrick Brown. Guys, they got a solid squad on defense. I would be pretty darn shocked if Washington scores 20 points. Over 20, that would be, I mean, Washington would have to get a a defensive touchdown. That's the only way that happens. And Carolina against Washington's defense, Washington's defense is playing really well right now. I know it's only one week, but still, I, I know Chase Young is hurt, and he's not coming back this year, but still. They have a very good defense, and the cornerbacks played well last week. They created some turnovers. I like them to play stout. And the biggest play on this game is this. Ron Rivera is going back to Carolina. So although Washington are the underdogs, they're going to be playing their hearts out for, 
for uh, Coach Rivera this week. I know they are. They're like, dang, this guy coached here for a long time. You know, we need to play well for him. They're going to play very hard. They're not going to give up. They're not just going to let points walk into the end zone. So with that said, Carolina needs this game for playoff purposes. Washington, this is an emotional game for them in general. Um, yeah, Cam Newton's a quarterback too. I mean, it's, it's not – these are not efficient offenses. And then couple that with two – well, one really good defense, and then Washington is playing better on defense right now. And I think they're trending to playing better on defense. And, again, inferior offenses. So, 58 – I mean, 52.5 total points. It can, And that's kind of a key number, too. So, that's great. So, we're getting 28 to 24. If that's the final score, the bet wins. Okay? Both teams, uh, you know, stay under 30 points. Stay under 28 points. It's going to win. I, I, I'm not trying to be long on this bet, guys. Sorry. I know um, I'm kind of going long on this bet. But that's, the, that's how confident I am in this play. You don't want to not play this. You want to play this bet. Three-leg parlay. It's minus 115 juice on MGM Sportsbook. Tampa Bay money line, Cleveland money line, Carolina, Washington under 52.5. I ran long on that. Let's keep it going. Next play is a one-and-a-half unit uh, spread pick. Ravens minus six. If you got, man, I placed this bet a little too early. I guess uh, news was out that Lamar was a little sick and he wasn't going to be practicing the first two days of the week. He practiced today. It's not COVID related. I guess the betters were scared because the line went all the way down from minus six and a half to minus four and a half in the middle of the week. I'm jealous. I wish I got minus four and a half. That would have been an absolute steal. Why? Because Lamar Jackson's going to play. He got COVID in September, okay? They're saying, the science is saying 90 days after you got the virus, you're, you're not going to contract it. You're not going to show symptoms. You're, you're basically, you know, immunized in Aaron Rodgers' terminology, whatever, you know, immunized. You're fine. So Lamar Jackson's going to play. I mean, guys, he doesn't have COVID. He's going to play. I have complete overreaction to the line. Um, and now guess what? Akeem Hicks isn't playing. Khalil Mack isn't playing. He's out for the year. Allen Robinson, the wide receiver, isn't playing for the Bears. Okay, and, and then also the Bears are playing against the Lions on Thanksgiving. That is my theme this week. I am fading these teams that are playing on Thursday night on or are on Thursday on Thanksgiving. I think it's a big moment for them. It's national TV. It's probably the most viewed football day besides the playoffs. It's the most viewed regular season day probably in the entire season every year, Thanksgiving. Everyone's at home. Everyone has the football on. I mean, I mean, guys, you've got to believe they're thinking about that game already right now. And so the Ravens lost on Thursday night at Miami. They got embarrassed. Um. Teams, uh, there's some stat or some trend and angle, angle that where teams that get in, you know, lose like that is a seven-point favorite the next week and they go on the road or, or the next week they play and their favorites again, they covered a, at a pretty good clip. So, I mean, I just like the matchup in general. I mean, it makes sense. Ravens, again, they're in a competitive division, guys, in competitive division. All three of the teams below the Ravens have a chance to win the division still. So with that said, Ravens are going to bring their A game. Um, 
the Bears just have a lot of injuries and they're just not as good as the Ravens. I like the Ravens to take care of business. I like them to win by more than um, six points. I like them to win by seven or more. And that's why it's a 1.5 unit play. Um, in other terminology, that's a four unit play. I mean, 4% play. For those old school guys, I like to use percentage. I know the new school guys like to use units. Um, so, yeah, 4% play, best bet. Um, that's my best bet uh, for the spread this week. The 1.5 units on the Ravens minus 6. Let's keep it moving. So I already talked about the other 1.5 unit play that cashed the Atlanta and New England under 47 points. Again, guys, follow me on Twitter. If you want the plays as soon as I release them, follow me on Twitter at FreeNFLBets, and we'll all make money together with the best line possible. Next play. I placed this today. And I was, and I think the line's going to get there eventually, but I, I just wanted to get to it because, I don't know, Saturday, because uh, all the final injury reports come out and people say, you know, we know all the knowledge, we know all the information. Uh, generally, there's no crazy COVID news that comes out, except last week when Ben Roethlisberger uh, news broke. That really sucked, for me at least. <clears throat> I'm sure for a lot of other people too. But... Yeah, so generally Saturday, all the information comes out, you're fine. And that's why, um, you know, Friday, uh, you know, I feel pretty good about this. Um, again, sticking with the theme, fading the teams that are playing on Thanksgiving. I got the Colts plus seven and a half. Um, I bought the half point. It only took it to minus 118 on the River Sportsbook. See what it's at right now. It's at minus, it's at plus seven, minus 105. Um, so that's not bad at all. I mean, guys, I mean, you just want to play plus seven. That's fine too. I just, I don't know. I'm a little crazy. I want the, I know it's not good long-term to be buying points, but this is a spot. I just did it. Took the plus seven and a half minus 118. Anything under minus 120, I'm feeling okay about, you know, here and there. So let's just break the game down. The Bills have not beaten really anybody. Okay. The Bills have beaten the Chiefs. That's about it, right? They beat the Texans. They beat Washington. They beat the Jets. And they beat Miami, right? I mean, I don't think they... And they beat the Texans. So the Bills haven't beaten anybody. And then they showed up flat against the Titans, right? They showed up flat against the Titans, especially on defense. Now, add in the Colts. You know, are, are the Colts really seven points worse than the Bills? No, I'm not saying, no, you know, they could lose. They could, they could definitely lose by more than seven. They could. Any, I mean, any team could. But in the spot, the Colts don't have to play on Thursday night next week. The Bills have to go to New Orleans, the primetime, last game of the night on Thanksgiving, and play in New Orleans. It's a big spot. It's a big spot for them. I, I know it's it's a meaningless game because it's a cross-conference opponent. And the Colts are, <clears throat> you know, in a little bit of a playoff push and everything. But this game means more to the Colts than it does to the Bills. Believe that. The Bills feel pretty good about making the playoffs. The Colts need to really start winning. Okay, they're, what, 5-5? Five and five? They're tied with like five or six other teams at five and five in the AFC and they're 
and 10th place in the, in the AFC and seven teams get in the playoffs. So they, they need to win. This game means a lot to them. And I think they were plus six and a half in the playoffs last year, and they covered that spread. Or they were plus four or plus three and three and a half, and they covered. I, I don't know. I, all I know is that they covered the, the game last year. And the Colts, talent-wise, I mean, they're, they have just as many talented players as the Bills do, pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, they, I mean, they have a big edge at quarterback, but again motivation factor the bills i don't think they're looking to blow them out i think they're looking just to win get out of there colts are going to fight they're going to scrap again remember this they lost to them in the playoffs last year pretty much everybody on that team is still there for the colts you know except for obviously uh, carson wentz wasn't there but frank reich also used to be quarterback for the bills right so there's a lot of connections there's again i like taking teams now now that i've looked at it and kind of Looked at my numbers this year. I want to take the teams that are more desperate in that particular game situation. I want the more desperate team. The more desperate team is is definitely the Indianapolis Colts. A hundred percent. And then we're getting seven and a half points with them. I love that bet, guys. I really do. I think that one cashes. Um, love that one a lot. Okay, next play. It is the San Francisco 49ers, minus five and a half. I bet this in the middle of the Monday night football game when the 49ers are taking care of business against the Rams. And I looked at the schedule and I looked at the standings. And the 49ers have an easy schedule left. And I knew that going into the season. I knew they had an easy schedule because I picked them to win at least 10 games. And I think they only have four wins right now, but they could very well, you know, very well win six more games this year. Uh, they could easily do that with the schedule that they have left. And you know, it starts in Jacksonville. They have a legitimate path to the playoffs. This is a team with a lot of pride. This is a team that's won sixty-six percent of their games with Jimmy Garoppolo starting at quarterback and Kyle Shanahan at head coach. And the defense is playing better. Now they played a near perfect game last week, and Jacksonville has shown that they can you know play well in spots. But I like the 49ers to take care of business and to start this run. They started it on Monday night. They won their first home game in over a year. Now they go on the road. I know it's a one o'clock game, West Coast going to East Coast. But they already beat Philadelphia this year, West Coast to East Coast. Uh, I don't think it's that big of a situation. Um, I like the 49ers to win by six or more. I love that play. Really love that bet. I, I would almost put the Colts and the 49ers at 1.5 units. But, I mean, I mean, guys, honestly, all these bets that I'm talking about, I really, really like a lot. And I'm not just saying that because my strategy is I'm going to bet all the plus three and a half and under bets. But... You know, all these bets I really love, guys. I think this is going to be a pretty, really nice, uh, profitable week. Um, yeah, I love it a lot. So, <clears throat> we'll just move on. 49ers over the Jags. That's going to be pretty chalky. I bet a lot of people pick the 49ers. Um, but I think it cashes. I really do. Next play. One unit, Browns minus 10. 
this was minus 110 FanDuel. Last bet was minus 110 on MGM. All, all the lines are minus 110 pretty much, guys, except for my last two plays. Uh, so, yeah, the Browns, it, they were minus 9.5, and, and I kind of wish I got the minus 9.5 because, I don't know, 10's a, you know, it's a fairly common number to land on, you know, 30 to 20. You know where I'm going. Anyways, the Browns. I don't think I don't think it matters. I think that they win by 20. I feel really confident in this play. And again, I've I've already spoken about this on my two unit teaser, so you know we won't go into it any more than that. Browns to win by more than 10. Lock that in. I think it's minus 12. I'd still play it. I'd play it up to minus 13 and a half. Vikings money line is my next play. This is a one unit play. Vikings are getting healthy. They didn't have Harrison Smith last week. Not that they needed him in, in their win, but they get him back and they get Patrick Peterson back this week as well. And then for Green Bay, they don't have Aaron Jones. And I don't know, guys. Uh, for some, I, I forget. Look, Green Bay plays the Rams next week, so it, it's it's a little bit of a a little bit of a you know spot where they're they might be thinking of the Rams, you know, because that's a big, meaningful game that, that determines home field advantage for the NFC. So that's a big game. So, you know, that, you know, they're looking at that. It's kind of in the back of their minds. They're thinking the Rams at home next week. That's a big spot for the Packers. Sticking with my theme of the more desperate team. And that's in a good spot and in, in that it makes sense. I'm picking them. And in addition to that, any spread that's two and a half or under, I'm just going to take the money line straight up. Plus three, I'm debating if I'm just going to take the money line straight up um, because, I mean, I still think those plus three teams that are underdogs that I think are going to win, I mean, think uh, I think are going to cover, I think they're just, just going to win. And I know it's more profitable long-term just to take the money line. Just take the money line and roll with it from there. And it'll be profitable, very profitable, more profitable than taking – uh, the minus 110 at plus two and a half plus three. So yeah, Vikings money line. I like it. They always beat Green Bay once a year. Usually they always give them a good fight. Green Bay can't stop the run. Vikings run the ball really well. Uh, Kirk Cousins isn't in prime time, so he should play fine. And yeah, um, I just, I, I feel good about that one, guys. And trust me, I got, I have a future on, I have two futures on the Packers. They're a win total over 10 and a half, and I have a Super Bowl um, 13 to 1 odds on them to win the Super Bowl. So trust me, I like the Packers. Uh, it's, it's hard for me to bet against the Packers. I don't like doing this, but this spot makes sense for the Vikings. They need this win. They have a legitimate path to the playoffs, okay? If they win this game, they're in, a, they're in a very good spot, a lot better spot. If they lose this game, man, their season's kind of over, honestly. Season's over, especially if San Fran wins and the Eagles win and Carolina wins and New Orleans win. Man, that's a, that's a pretty rough spot for the uh, Vikings. So they have to win this game, guys. And I think it I, the spot makes sense. So, yeah, go Vikes. Next play, one unit, Chiefs minus two and a half uh, at MGM Sportsbook, minus 110. Uh, the news came out, Amari Cooper's not playing this game. Not that a wide receiver really influences my opinion on the games, you know, all that much. But still, again, fading the teams that have to play on Thanksgiving. Dallas plays their annual 
uh, Thanksgiving Day game next uh, Thursday on Thanksgiving. Everybody knows that. And the Chiefs don't. The Chiefs have a, in fact, the Chiefs have a bye next week. So add that into the equation. Teams that have buys play very well and cover the spread at a very good rate. So Chiefs at home, favorites, and they have a bye week next week. Those teams generally cover at about 58, 60%, somewhere around there. Um, again, that's a wager talk, trends and analysis by Ralph Michaels. And yeah, so, I mean, keep it simple. Uh, I like the Chiefs, man. They got their mojo back. Uh, you saw Travis Kelsey's like, I got my swagger back, you know, all that stuff. Chiefs at home, defense is healthy. I actually think they have the better defense than, than the Cowboys. And they had the better offense, in my opinion, too. I know, even with their kind of up-and-down season, I would still take Patty Mahomes over Dak Prescott. I would take Tyreek Hill over C.D. Lamb and Travis Kelsey over Amari Cooper. You know, the running back spot, I'm not taking anybody over Zeke in that situation, but... Um, I like Clyde Edwards. He's coming back off IR this week. And Daryl Williams has filled in nicely for him. So, yeah, guys. I mean, Chiefs at home, again, they're the more desperate team, guys. I love these spots. I really, really love these spots. Teams that are more desperate win. It's a fact. I mean, you can't you can't really quantify it. I mean, I sure I'm sure you could. But, guys, I just know this. I played football. I played college football, Division One football. I played with NFL players on my team that got drafted. I'm telling you this. When you're the more desperate and hungry team, you usually win the game. The Chiefs are in a log jam in the AFC West division. They have to keep winning to win that division. The Chargers are right there. The Raiders are right there. And even the Broncos at 5-5 five and five when Teddy Bridgewater decided not to tackle Darius Slay on the, inter- on the fumble recovery last week. I mean, gosh, that was painful, guys. I had Denver in that game. Sorry. That, uh, gosh, I'm having... Ah, so annoying, Teddy Bridgewater. My goodness, son. Stick your leg out. Trip him. Get a penalty. Do something. It's awful. It's embarrassing. Okay, I digress. The Chiefs, minus 2.5. They're the more desperate team. Cowboys thinking about their annual game on Thanksgiving. Locking the Chiefs. Next play. One unit, Panthers, minus three. I'm sorry, guys. I have about uh, three plays left on my spread plays, and then I will get to the player props. So about seven more picks left. If you've listened this far, guys, thank you for the support. Please share with a friend or your family because, guys, I'm telling you, I've dug deep on my numbers in the past four years, and I've coupled that with extensive research this week. I mean, guys, I, I really studied myself the whole season, just my whole numbers, all my, all my bets, and just trends and everything on Monday um, all day pretty much. And I found some amazing, profitable, you know, winning percentages. So let's make money together, guys. Let's do it. All right, let's get back to the picks. One unit, Carolina Panthers minus three. 
So this is minus 114 on FanDuel. I had to get the minus three because a lot of these places have minus three and a half. And, you know, worst case scenario, I'm, well, not worst case, but, you know, worst likely case is that the Panthers only win by a field goal. You know, it's a low scoring total. Points are at a premium, as they say. And, you know, the Panthers could just win by three. So you don't want to get hooked in this one. I think I think there is value in taking the Panthers at minus three and buying the half point there. I do. Um I just think the Panthers are the better team. I think that there's a lot of energy with Cam coming back. Again, they're in a better playoff situation than Washington is. And they have a better defense than Washington does. And the offenses are kind of neutral. But at the same time, Washington has less talent on offense than, you know, the Panthers. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is better than Gibson. Um, you can argue DJ Moore is better than McLaurin and yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's all you got to say right there. So skill positions, I mean, you, you got to give the edge to Carolina and then Cam Newton, he's uh, not as good a passer as Taylor Heineke, but you could say just a better overall football player. Probably. Um, I don't know at this stage in his career, but Cam has potential in him. So and then add in the home field factor for with Carolina. I like it. Uh, it's, it's a small lean. It's not one of my more confident plays, but I like the Panthers to win. And in doing so, I like them win by more than a three, or three at worst. So Panthers minus three. I like that play a lot. Uh, next play, the Dolphins minus three. So this was a – I was going back and forth in this one, and I, and I really thought, you know, man, maybe the Jets have a chance in this one at least a cover, but sticking with my theme of teams that I think are going to win, um, those teams cover it around 80% of the time. So I do like the Dolphins to win. Again, going with more desperate team, more desperate team. The Dolphins are more desperate than, than the Jets. The Jets know that their season's done. They have really no shot. They're, they're starting Joe Flacco at quarterback. I mean, my goodness, that's awful. Um, it's just really bad. So the fish play the jets twice, I think, and they play the giants and I think they play another really bad team. Bottom line is that the, the, the dolphins actually have four or five winnable games in a row that it wouldn't be shocking at all if they win all four of those games. And if they win all four of those games, they're smack dab in the middle of the seventh wild card spot fighting for a chance at the playoffs. It's crazy to think like that, but you have to think that that team actually believes that they still have a chance. They just beat the Ravens. So you have to think that they really believe that they can win, that they can win any game. Okay? You have to, you have to think that, that, that that's what they believe. Now, they obviously have the better defense. All right? They have the better defense. And... They have the better quarterback. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying that. I mean, I don't really love Tua, but Tua's better than Flacco. And it's a road game, but what's his face? Brian Flores, the head coach for the Dolphins. He's from New York City. All right? And he's a tough-minded coach. They have a tough-minded team. They're going to be ready to play. And then if there's a trend and angle, and trend and angle that you like that's been, you know, data-proven... Since 2010, home dogs 
after week eight in the NFL season of three and a half or more are a bet against. Okay, so that means if the if you're a home dog like the Jets are of, of three and a half and under, sorry, three and a half and under, you only win and cover this. You only cover the spread thirty seven percent of the time. So home dogs after week eight, plus three and a half and under, only cover the spread at 37% of the time. All right. So that means the, the Dolphins have a 63% uh, chance, you know, based off of the stats, that they're going to cover and most likely just win. So I love that angle. Um, I feel more better about this play the more I think about it. Um, I, I was kind of leaning the Jets. But, again, the more desperate team and the more hungry team, the Dolphins, I don't think, I don't think they take the Jets lightly. I really don't. So, yeah, that's, that's the last spread play that I have officially posted on my Twitter. And let's see. The next play is the Dolphins and the Jets under 45 points. Looking back, I don't love this play. Um, I'm not going to, you know, hedge it or anything. I'm not going to take less off and bet the over, but I don't know. It's kind of a squirrely game, but I do like the fact that Rex Ryan called out Robert Sala and Robert Sala and his brother fired back at Rex Ryan and said, you know what? Be quiet. We know what we're doing. We'll handle the defense from here because Rex Ryan kind of blasted, uh, Robert Sala, like, Hey, you don't know what you're doing because you've given up you know, 45 points or something, three out of the last four weeks. And I like the Jets' defense. The players actually started speaking out. C.J. Mosley was upset. Somebody else was upset, I think, on the defensive line for the Jets. And so I like the Jets to give a really good effort. And they're not playing a very good offense, okay? The Dolphins have a very awful offense. They're bad, all right? And Tua doesn't like to turn the ball over. So... I don't think the Dolphins are going to score a lot of points. I don't. And then I sure as heck don't think the Jets are going to score a lot of points. Actually, guys, I take that back. I feel really good about this play. The more I'm talking about it and the more I'm thinking about it, I love this play. Flacco doesn't like to turn the ball over. Okay, he does here and there. But, again, he's he's not efficient. He doesn't score a lot of points, guys. I mean, I'll be shocked if either team gets to 23 points. So that means the other team you know, gets to 20, 23, 20, that's 43 points. No, I, I love this play a lot, guys. And then also, um, trend and angle, more times than not, unders hit more often in November and December than they do in September and October. I don't have the exact percentage on that, but the unders hit more likely than not in... Um, the in November and December. All right. So with that said, New York Jets, Miami total under 45. I like it. Uh, I kind of spoke about this earlier. This is a one unit teaser I did already. This is the last play that I have so far. Uh, the Patriots money line and Ravens money line. This was minus 108 when I placed the bet on Monday. I already talked, already spoke about both those teams. Love that a lot. And the Patriots already won. So we just need the Ravens to win, and that teaser cashes. So I love that play. Now let's go over the last spread plays that I'm probably going to play this week. 
um, that I haven't touched on because I'm playing every spread of minus three and a half or plus three and a half and under because I'm 59% on the year on those. Um, so I'm just going to play all of them. Just, you know, why not? Just play them all. I'm winning at a high percentage of them. So let's see who I haven't touched. New Orleans, Philadelphia. I love this. There's a plus three Caesar Sportsbook for the Saints. Again, I know I'm fading teams that play on Thursday night, Thanksgiving, but I think New Orleans gets up for this game for a lot of different reasons. One, because they have a playoff spot. They're the sixth seed in the playoff right now in the NFC, and they're playing an NFC opponent this week. So for playoff purposes, this is a big game for the Saints. So let's start there. That's number one, because on Thursday night, they're playing an AFC team in the Buffalo Bills. If they lose to the Bills, that doesn't really matter that much for the playoffs. There's no tiebreaker implications that are going to hurt the Saints if they lose to the Bills on Thursday night. There will be a lot of playoff implications if they lose to the, uh, to the Eagles this Sunday. All right, so the Saints need to beat the Eagles for the playoff implications. So let's start there. The next point, New Orleans went to Philadelphia last year after they were on like a nice two or three game winning streak. And the Saints lost. They got kind of embarrassed and they were kind of big favorites in that game. I think they were minus six point favorites last year. And the Eagles beat them outright, kind of embarrassed them. So there's that kind of factor. Uh, I'm not going to say revenge is there, but there's some added motivation there. Same venue, kind of same time of the year as last year. And hey, let's go in there and get a win. So, and then lastly, they're kind of close in the standings. So it's, you know, you want the tiebreaker over this, over this team in general. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of, I, I think, I think Philly's kind of phony too. I think motivation for both teams is really high up there. So I think you're going to get a really good game. Um, as far as the total, 42 and a half, it seems maybe a touch low, actually. Um, I could see this game being 23-20 and sneaking over that uh, total number. But, yeah, I lean New Orleans. I don't feel confident in this one, guys, so I might just release this as a half-unit play. Um, but, again, I'm 59% on all these, you know, three uh, plus three and a half and under plays, so I might as well just put a unit on it and, you know, ride with it. Uh, Houston, Tennessee, I'm not going to touch. I think Houston, if I had to play it, I actually think Houston's going to cover that at plus 10. Um, Tennessee plays New England next week at New England. Mike Frabel, head coach for the Titans, played under Bill Belichick. So you know he's thinking about that. I mean, Houston's only won one game this year. You know they're not taking Houston serious. Or if they're trying to build it up as like, hey, we're not taking Houston lightly. I don't know. In their hearts, I don't think so. So, yeah, I'm not going to touch that game. I don't... I mean, I'm saying the way the NFL's gone this year, I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if Houston won it. That's why I didn't even put Tennessee in a teaser. I mean, I love minus 10-point favorites and just teasing them down to the money line. I love doing that. But, I mean, I'm telling you, I, I just got weird feelings about that game, guys. I do. I'm not touching that one. All right. Um, oh, the Cincy Las Vegas game. Man, this is such a good game. This is probably the best game of the entire weekend. Um... I keep going back and forth on this game, guys. I really do. Really do. Again, 
fading the teams that play on Thanksgiving. The Raiders play at Dallas on Thanksgiving. But again, it's it's the, kind of the same spot as the as the Saints, right? Las Vegas and Cincinnati have the same record, or pretty much the same record. This is a huge playoff game. Uh, not playoff game, but like playoff implications. I mean, and divisional purposes too, for that matter. I mean, both these teams have a chance to win the division if they win this game. I mean, they're in a really good spot. So... I think Las Vegas is all in on this game. And they got in, I mean, both, man, guys, this game and this game is is really, really interesting. I, I think this is the best one of the week. And to have it at the 4 o'clock game, and there's only three 4 o'clock games, oh, man, this is, I mean, I know there's going to be a lot of people wanting to watch Kansas City-Dallas, rightfully so. But I think Cincinnati-Las Vegas is the game to watch at the 4 o'clock this week. And, man. Both teams got embarrassed their last game. Cincinnati got embarrassed at home against Cleveland. Las Vegas got embarrassed at home against Kansas City. Both teams need to win for their divisions and just to stay competitive in the playoff race. Um, right now it's minus one Cincinnati. I lean Las Vegas. And I say that because they have a lot of veteran presence on their team. They have a lot of veteran players that have played in playoff games, that have played in the Super Bowl before, okay? I know there's a lot of stuff going around Las Vegas, right? I mean, there's a ton of stuff going around. I mean, the Henry Rugg situation, you got the, the Arnett situation, the cornerback that got cut, and then they lost their head coach, John Gruden. Everybody knows all these stories pretty much, right? It's a lot of stuff happening. I think finally, I think the loss on Sunday night, I think will center them. I think they will be centered. And I think they've kind of been hit with everything that they could possibly possibly be hit with. Uh, their head coach in the news with drama, their first round draft pick of wide receiver, Henry Ruggs, and their first round draft pick, Damon Arnett. And then they get embarrassed on, on primetime football. I mean, they've been hit with everything, Right. So either they're just going to come out super, super flat and confused and in a daze, like they don't know who they are, or they come out knowing that they've had like, hey, they got nothing else to lose. They have all the, the, all the reasons in the world to basically fold, in, fold their tents and just pack it in and call it a season, right? They have every reason to do that. But... With the leadership on this team and the veteran presence and the players that have played in the playoffs mixed in with a lot of super young, talented players, and they're at home, backs against the wall, I like Vegas. I like Vegas. And, guys, it's hard for me to do this because I love Joe Burrow. And I'm a Steelers fan, by the way, okay? And I I really, you know, I'm kind of torn because I like Joe Burrow. I want him to to do well. But at the same time, I'm a Steelers fan. Every time, you know, I I want my opponent, you know, divisional opponents, and I I really don't care about them. I want them all to lose. Cincinnati, Cleveland, and the Ravens. But with that said, in this spot, you know, Joe Burrow's really in his second season. I mean, you could actually call it still his first season. I mean, he could, I mean, he only played eight games last year. You know, he's kind of still in his rookie rookie season still, you know, finishing it up technically if you want to be, you know, ultra technical. 
I like Las Vegas in this spot, guys. I do. Cincinnati's more talented on offense, I think. And I think they're a little bit more coached, uh, better coached on defense. And, the uh, and you know, the talent on defense is kind of the same, but, uh, you know, they might be a little better. I don't know. All I know is that my gut is telling me Las Vegas. I'll be betting Las Vegas. I'm just waiting to see if I can get better odds on the money line. That's it. That's all I'm waiting for. But I will be betting Las Vegas one unit. The next game, Arizona-Seattle. This is the uh, – actually, I got two games left. Arizona-Seattle. So, Arizona is uh, minus – wow, the line's dropped. Uh, just since I've seen it last, it's at minus one and a half. At most places, minus two, some other places – so I don't know if they know something that we don't know. Maybe Kyler Murray's not playing anymore. Um, bottom line is I'm going to be betting Seattle. I'm, I'm betting the home team, the more desperate team. Again, that's my theme this week. That's my theme the rest of the way going forward. Uh, I think more, and I'm not saying all desperate teams are going to win, but I'm going to take my chances. I'm going to say the desperate teams more often than not going out, going, going forward, they're going to win. They're going to cover the spread. And I like Seattle. I hope Kyler does play so the line gets up to three, and I'll take plus three or Seattle, or I'll just bet them on the money line. But I like Seattle to win, guys. I like them I like them to win somehow, some way, at home against Arizona. And I know Arizona, I think, has the bye next week, and that's kind of an interesting spot. But Seattle at home, backs against the wall. They have a, they have a shot still. They have, a, they have a shot to make the playoffs, believe it or not. You know, They're not officially out yet. Um, I like I like them with their backs against the wall. I like Seattle there. Okay, last game I haven't spoken about are my Pittsburgh Steelers at the Los Angeles Chargers. If Big Ben plays, I will be taking the Steelers plus six and a half most likely. Or I'll tease them up. Or I just won't touch the game in general because this game I don't like if Big Ben plays. If Mason Rudolph ends up playing for the Steelers, I will be taking the Chargers in, the, in a two-team teaser with the San Francisco 49ers. I will tease the 49ers down along with uh, the Chargers at money line value. And that's it. Minka Fitzpatrick isn't playing. TJ Watt isn't playing. Joe Hayden isn't playing. And potentially Ben Roethlisberger isn't playing. But just alone, that defense is going to give up points. All right, that defense is going to give up points. And Mason Rudolph can't be trusted at all. So let's just keep that simple as that. Uh, let me see. I'm at 15 minutes, guys. Let's finish up the player props, and then I'm done. So let's do it. So I got four player props right now, and three out of the four are in the Vegas-Cincinnati game because I love this game, guys. I think it's going to be high scoring, and I think a lot of people are going to get involved. So just straight off the bat – I normally don't do this, but I took the passing yards for Derek Carr over 285 and a half. And I made it a 4% play, 1.5 units. He's gone over this number more times than not this year. I don't know the exact stats. I think it's 6 out of 9 or something like that. 5 out of 9, something around that. Um, but he's been playing well. And Cincinnati has a pretty good run defense. So I like a shootout. I like both sides scoring points. 
I think both are going to be efficient. And, yeah, I like it, guys. I think the game script works out fine. I think Derek Carr, you know, he kind of has his wide receiver room a little more stabilized with Deshaun Jackson in for another, you know, his second week in, in the offense. And um, Brian Edwards, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Zay Jones, he's got weapons. And Cincinnati has Eli Apple at cornerback. And I don't know if he, even if Trey Waynes is playing. I don't even know. But, anyways, Derek Carr is playing well. They're at home. I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball that well. I think, they, I think they're going to have to be able to throw the ball in general. I think it's high scoring. I think it's a shootout. All favors Derek Carr going over his 285.5 passing yards. I like that play a lot, guys. Next play, 1.5 units. Um, this is, guys, if you uh, heard in the beginning, this is the play that I love a lot out of all my player props. Actually, the other one I love a lot too, but that line I don't think is going to come back on anymore. But I'll touch that later. Um, Joe Mixon over 16 and a half receiving yards. This is my 1.5 unit play. It's minus 110 at Caesar Sportsbook. Guys, three out of the last four games, he's had over 40 yards receiving. And the one game where he didn't was against the Ravens, and they didn't need to throw the ball anymore because Jamar Chase went crazy. And so they were just winning big, so they just started handing the ball off. They didn't need to throw to Joe Mixon. They're going to have to throw to Joe Mixon this week. They're going to have to throw to Joe Mixon this week because it's going to be a shootout. I mean, guys, it's going to be a shootout. There's going to be points. Both teams need to win this game. They're not going to lay down. They're going to fight to the end. And even if Cincinnati's down three scores in the third quarter, they will be throwing the ball at a shotgun, and Joe Mixon will be getting his fair share of receptions. I think he's gotten over four receptions, too, out of the last three out of the last four games. Now, the first six weeks of the season, he wasn't involved in the pass game this, that much, and I think that's why this number's at 16.5 right now. But I think the offense is opening up more. I think they're finding their groove. I think they realize that they need to go through Joe Burrow, and going through Joe Burrow means that these wide receivers are going to get busy for Cincinnati. I like Joe Mixon over 16.5 receiving yards. Next play, one unit. This is chalk, chalky. Jamar Chase over 75.5 receiving yards. I think he has a big day, man. I really do. He's the best rookie, rookie wide receiver. He's one of the best wide receivers already in the NFL. Kid's special. He's going to have a day. He has... Uh, Insane chemistry with uh, Joe Burrow. Um, yeah, I, I mean, gosh, if you want to take Joe Burrow over passing yards too, can't blame you on that. It's just I'm kind of a little nervous because Las Vegas isn't the best at stopping the run, so maybe they have some success there and they control the game. That's my only problem there. That's why I took Derek Carr over his passing numbers because Cincinnati can stop the run pretty well. Anyways, yeah, well, I'll keep it brief with Jamar Chase, over 75 and a half receiving yards. That's straightforward. <clears throat> Last play of the week. This was a steal, guys. This was an absolute steal. If this comes back up on the board at 15 and a half or lower than that, you got to take that. I got it at over five and a half. It's Debo Samuel over five and a half rushing yards. I got this before the Elijah Mitchell news that he's doubtful to play this week. And, yeah, I played that this morning. It's minus 120 on MGM. 
And I thought about making this a, a two-unit play. I really did. But I just got a little scared because Debo's been kind of inconsistent in his rushing attempts this year. But after Monday night football, I mean, Kyle Shanahan's not a dummy. He's not dumb. He's very smart. He saw the success Debo Samuel was having around the ball. It warrants at least five carries a, a, a week. At least three at worst. Okay. Now, Jacksonville has a pretty good rush defense, but still, if Debo gets three carries, he's going to get six rushing yards at worst. I mean, guys, I think he's going to go over 10, 10 rushing yards. Um, again, if it comes back up on the board, I want to play it over 15 and a half just because, you know, they might just give the ball to Jeff Wilson a lot. But I still like Debo to get three rushing attempts. And I, I, I'm sitting on gold on that one, guys. I, I, I really think that's a winner. Over five and a half rushing yards for Debo Samuel. That's stealing. So, again, follow, follow me on Twitter, guys. Free NFL bets. That's all I have for the week. Um, but, again, on Twitter, I will release all the rest of my plays. Again, I'm probably going to play Seattle, Las Vegas, and who's the other one? Uh, La, oh, yes. Uh, Seattle, Las Vegas. And New Orleans. That's probably who I'm going to play, most likely. Um, but again, for the official release, follow me on Twitter. And you'll find out if that's who I play or not. And that's pretty much all I got, guys. Thanks for watching on YouTube. Thanks for listening on the podcast. Share it. Follow me on Twitter. All that stuff. Thanks for the love. I'm out. I'll see you next week on the podcast and whatever platform you're listening to. Thanks, guys.